Welcome to the Tea Podcast, the podcast that always takes it there. Your host for the Tea Podcast is T from the infamous tblog.com. Some people say T has a way with words. Some call him the Tom Brady of blogging, the Jay-Z of screenwriting, the Conor McGregor of podcasts. He is the man who is always, always, always on his grown man shit. Thank you for tuning in. Now here is your host, T. Welcome everyone to the T Podcast for Tuesday, April 28th, 2020. Welcome to the T Podcast number 157. I am running solo today. I am doing one more podcast solo from Melty's house and Melty will be joining me on Thursday. We will be doing a reality show movie review of the things we have watched during this whole quarantine, the last seven weeks together. The quarantine is not over. But I will be relocating back to the Tea Palace, and Melty and I will be going back and forth from each other's places. But for now, I'll get back set up when I get back to my place. Then I will get back on a routine on Tuesdays and Thursdays, hopefully. And Bilo will rejoin me once he... I got confirmation he has left the bunker. He's now back in Bilo land. Uh, I am recording these on the weekend before the week, so I can bring some of my supplies back to my place. Bring the microphone home, the computer home. So... I doing this in advance, and I decided to come at this. You know, I think uh, of all the podcasts I've done, I think we did about seven or eight during the quarantine. Initially, we took about a three-week break, and then I was like, I have to come back here. I have to come back to the podcast. I have to come back to the listening audience and share my thoughts of everything that we're going through during the quarantine, that I'm going through, that you're all going through, and to find some sort of way to find a common ground to entertain everyone. And I like to think that what I've done through the podcast during the quarantine was give, I've given you my take. I think we all went through different phases, different stages, right, of how we reacted to the podcast. Uh, well, how we reacted to the world and the quarantine and what I did, my reaction on the podcast. I think we've all gone through the initial like, all right, this isn't that big of a deal with the United States. We can figure this shit out. You know, two-week quarantine, not bad. We can stay home, work from home if you can. And then we hopefully, we'll just get back to normal. Then that shit elevated really quickly. Uh, We got extended, all of us, state by state, for those here in Massachusetts and Boston. uh, We got extended to at least May 1st. And now we're like, what the fuck? That is, you know, five more additional weeks. I think that reaction was like, how is this happening? Why are we extending this? Is it that serious? And then... That week of the extension, that third week, was when we started seeing the news. We kind of understood that, yeah, it was kind of fucked up that this was happening in Europe. We saw it was going through Italy, obviously China, where this all started. But from here, when we saw like people planning for surges, uh, flattening the curve, at that time, it was recommended to stay in. People were telling you to wear masks. Now, obviously, you wear masks. Uh, the new normals against thrown out there, and then we reacted like a little more shock. So you went from the initial, like, Okay, what kind we could get through this to, all right, this is getting pretty serious, to I found ways and just like think all of you like, let's adapt. We all had our routines. How do we get up in the morning? How do we work? Those of you that have kids, how do you deal with the kids? With school not happening at the time. This is before school was officially canceled. Um, what do we do for food shopping? You know, I think we all found ways to make things work. Came here, shared a lot of that. And then it basically turned into, all right, what the fuck? When is this going to end? Where people getting on each other's nerves, where the president of the United States, again, 
whether you like him or not, whether you voted for him or not, I am not a fan of the son of a bitch. Every day, coming on for two hours, talking about bullshit. One day it was, no, we got this under control. One thing, nope, next day it's not under control. To, yeah, this will be gone. It'll be a miracle be gone by itself. To, this will be coming back in the fall. To, uh, I don't know, we have uh, plenty of testing. To, we don't have enough testing. Every day it was a roller coaster. This, to me, was insulting as a tax-paying citizen of the United States of America, 42 years and counting, almost 43 this August. And just like all of you, it's just like, what the fuck is happening? So we sit back here in the United States of America. It's, it's, we like to think that we're the smartest nation, best schools, best hospitals, some of the best technology. Uh, we are a powerhouse. We have the best military. We all have plenty of jobs. We allow people to get education you know, all the way through. Uh, financially, we always know how to make money even during a recession. We know how to recover. We got the stock market. People have a grasp of, of accountability. You know, again, there's, there's, there's no more middle class. That's not going to go away. There's the upper class. There's the lower class. But as a country, I think, especially for me, and I think a lot of other folks I'm speaking for, we had better expectations. Even with an idiot like that in office, we thought some of his specialists who, again, Dr. Fauci, fucking Dr. Burks, I don't know who to trust, who to believe. Is it as bad as we say it is? Right now, as I'm recording this, a lot of cities, states are trying to reopen. Georgia got a lot of shit reopening too soon. A lot of people saying, you can't fucking open until there's enough testing. Some people are like, well, it's not going to be safe to have a bunch of people together, even this four-stage approach that they're doing, until there's a vaccination. Who knows how long that's going to be? So, yeah, the world has to go on. The economy has to open. We have to make money we have to live we have to get back to work but also nobody wants to fucking die and that's what's so fucked up about this the fucking virus some people it doesn't impact you at all some people that are getting it nothing happens other people it ends your life that's why when people want to sit there be like oh it's just like the flu we get through it the, the flu isn't something where you have to stay six feet away from someone it isn't where you know one out of five people will end up dying if all five end up getting it so the comparisons to the flu need to stop. Um, but here's where we are. And now we have to prepare for life. We all have our own. Like, life that we gotta get back to. Melty and I, a short engagement period. We gotta see if there's some sort of uh, celebratory events we can have an engagement. Maybe not. We have to plan for our wedding. We're still targeting the fall in October. And now, it's just, I took a step back and like all the stages that I went through, like all of you, the shock, the anger, the disappointment, the, the what the fuck era, I think we're all mostly in the what the fuck. I was going through my phone, I was going through my Instagram, the T-Blog account, T-B-L-A-W-G. And I was doing that because as I was texting people, I, I, I decided to come to the podcast today. And I think I'm in a stage where I'm, again, I'm still in that what the fuck stage like most of you. I want to go from a philosophical approach where I was looking at, you know, taking everything aside, taking politics and feelings aside. Is this a reset? There's a lot of things out there saying that the animals are coming back, the earth is clearing up, the air, the water. Is this, you take a step back, is this a survival? Now, again, I'm going to throw all different scenarios. I'm going to put this one out there, more of a what-if scenario. Is this a survival of the fittest scenario? Regardless if this is a virus that was naturally generated somehow, whether it was a bat in somebody's fucking soup or man-made in a lab that got released out there, is the world finding a way to... Wipe out some of the population to bring jobs back. I don't know. Maybe we'll never know. Maybe this will be something that will be investigated years from now. Maybe there will be some arrests. Knowing Trump, he may be paranoid and invent that. Again, a lot of this not could have been prevented, but a lot of this could have been controlled if he didn't disband the unit that was built 
for a pandemic that they've had around since like 2005. He came into office and got rid of that. No, we don't need a budget for that. Look what the fuck happened. So taking a step back and I'm looking at my phone, looking at pictures. I'm also looking at my text, my group chats. I'm looking at who I've been on Zoom calls with. Obviously with Melty living together for the last seven weeks and her being my fiance, it's, it's, we went by her, her mom's house, went by my dad's house, went by a parent's house. We got to see them at a distance. I stopped by my sister's a couple of times. We went by and they stayed outside. We were in the car, distance, we had my mask on. And then obviously, friends. So w- right before this happened, Melty and I obviously were looking at lists of our engagement and who we want to be a part of that. We were looking apart at a wedding, you know, how many people we want to have there. And some of those people that I was like, oh, fuck, I was in this person's wedding or I went to this person's wedding or I haven't seen this person in a while. It was the holidays, you know, I was obviously a lot of people that I haven't really talked to, occasionally talked to, were reaching out more. You know, it was the holidays and a new year. They were happy for me. They're like, T, congratulations. They got to see that I was engaged. I started a, a, a new way of reaching out to people I haven't talked to in a long time. That I started rebuilding on connections that we either long lost or not severed, but I just haven't touched base with them. And a lot of that's continued into the quarantine. And I'm over here looking at, you know, if this is a reset on the world, if this is an opportunity for us to come out of this as a better person, as a better people, I am trying to look for the positive. Now, you're not going to hear cranky, wise-ass, hot-headed tea in this one. Again, a philosophical approach. I already went through all that. I already gave you those podcasts. I took a step back and I said, you know, what is it that I need? Who do I need? You know, I can, I can make do working from home. I'll find a way to write from home. I'll find a way to do the podcast from home. I'll find a way to get my workouts in from home. I'll find a way to, to eat clean. I'll find a way, whether it's watching the last dance you heard my review or going to ESPN Classics, I'll find a way to find some sort of sports that I enjoy. I'll find a way to watch my movies. You know, you find in a way. Life finds a way. That's from Jurassic Park. And I'm thinking of all these things that are happening. If, if this isn't, I don't want to call it the new normal because I'm against that. If it's going to be a long period of time before there's a vaccination, it's going to be a long period of time. You know, maybe we can't even have people at our wedding with our masks on that we can hug. Who knows where things are going to be in the fall? I'm hoping it's going to be better. I'm hoping that there will be a Boston Marathon on September 14th. And that will give us a good idea of what's going to be happening for our wedding at that, that time. I took a step back and I'm like, well, of course I want to be around these friends and family. And that where some of that pain was coming in, where the people that I've been connecting with, again, I would like to hug them, laugh with them. I would like to have dinner with them. I miss all my nieces and my nephews. I miss telling my stories. I miss hearing about what's going on in their lives, hearing what's going on in school. I miss my friends. One of my best friends his birthday. He turned 39 uh, yesterday before I sat down to record this. And he took me out for my birthday. Him and his fiance, me and Melty at the time, before we got engaged, we went out, took her to a local sushi place you know, near my house. And then we went over to Fenway Park, went to a game. I can't do that for him right now. I can't even send something to the house. I don't know what somebody's going to bring in. I can't send an edible arrangement. So I'm looking at those things, those connections of where, I don't think I ever took it for granted. I hope you know, none of you took relationships for granted. But the ones where if this is a true reset on all our lives, on where we're going to be, obviously technology aside, maybe shopping's going to be different. I don't know if a department store, without a vaccination, let's pretend there's never a vaccination. How are you going into, I love Nordstrom. I love buying their clothes there. How am I going into fucking Nordstrom, pulling a shirt off the rack, taking that into the dressing room and trying that on? Nobody's going to do that again. You're going to be skeeved the fuck out. You're going to get corona. How am I going to greet someone? You can't shake somebody's hand. How am I not going to be able to hug someone that I care about? You know, if this is a reset and we have to look at things for a little while anyway, 
what really matters? Like, what? I've never been a materialistic guy. I, I told you, it's well documented on the podcast, well documented on T Blog. I've never had anything as a kid, so the things that I do have now, I appreciate. And while those other things that I was doing, back to the T Blog Instagram, I was looking at where I've been. Traveling right now is something that we don't know we'll, we'll ever get to normal. Melty and I were talking the other day, waiting in line to get to Target. I was like, what industries do you think will hit the most? Obviously, I got to say, you know, hospitality. I got to say restaurants are fucked. A lot of places that couldn't come up with a dynamic. Like these high-end gourmet places where Melty and I go for dinner, they're not doing takeout curbside pickup. They don't have the staff. They don't have the type of menu that you could easily just make and have somebody come pick that up. So in a lot of restaurants, just furlough their staff. Restaurants are hurting. Hotels, they, they're all closed. The ones some are open uh, like secondary makeshift hospitals, they partner up with hospitals to get people rooms for the corona. Do you ever want to stay in that hotel again? Hotels are gone. Airlines, those motherfuckers used to charge us so much and now hurting. They're bleeding because people can't travel. Airlines, small flights, I think, was it they're down 90% business of traveling? Obviously, in the United States, we can't travel internationally right now. And then, obviously, the oil business. <laughs> we were. In a world where we were driving using so much gas and oil that our cars aren't moving right now, but back then oil was like, gas was three fucking dollars plus here in Massachusetts per gallon when you want to go fill up your car, you're dropping crazy money. Melty and I were driving around to, to go back and forth from food shopping, and there's some places now it's like a dollar fifty. I haven't seen that shit since like the early 90s. And so that industry, this thing right now, we don't have anywhere to put the fucking oil. So that's going to change. And then you watch the stock market go up and down every day. It is a reset. You want to take a step back and pause and say, this is something I want to get through. This is something that's just a, a bump in the road, a mosquito bite on your ass. It is a reset to an extent, whether it's a short-term or a long-term reset. I'm taking a step back and I'm saying, you know, back to the traveling. I love traveling. I never got to do that as a kid. We couldn't afford it. I went to Disney World once when I was 12 years old with Paula. And after that, I didn't go again until like my sophomore year in college on the spring break and then after college i traveled all over the united states and then in my early 30s i started traveling all over europe and i'm looking back and i'm posting these and i'm doing this black and white montage on my instagram and i'm thinking about not just the places i've been yeah it's great to see all these sites it's great that i got to go there when i could it was great to touch these things and eat that food uh and put some more passport stamps into the passport but for me and if you go to my t-blog instagram i just thought about the memories that came with that who i was with at that time uh, when I was able to take my nieces, when I was able to take my mom, when I was able to take my sister, or how the ability the first time I like went to someplace like Paris and saw the Eiffel Tower where somebody from East is not meant to see the Eiffel Tower. I have taken all that and I'm like, I'm hoping that one day I could take Melty to these places. Melty and I, we've been blessed the first year of being together. It's coming up on the year. We did a lot. We, we did a lot of traveling, we went to a lot of places, we did a lot of things. We got to know each other really well. We fell in love, we got engaged and we're hoping we could have our wedding this year. And besides her, my immediate family and those people that I was trying to reconnect with, I'm glad that even if it's somebody that I haven't seen in a couple of years where I send them a meme and we laugh and that opened up the dialogue, that opened up uh, an opportunity to start talking again where, you know, how are you doing? How's the wife? How's the kids? Oh, you're engaged now. How's it, you know, how's it doing living uh, with Melty these past seven weeks, you know, first time you lived with someone? And this dialogue, I mean, I want to pick up the phone more, but not that with a few people. I talked to my sister, my dad, obviously. Um, I talked to my niece, I talked to my oldest niece, I talked to uh, my best buddy, you know, I'm talking to Zoom chats with my cousins and stuff like that. But again, I'm not trying to wean out 
the other people. I always said I have in a circle, but those people that I'm staying in touch with now goes back to that philosophical approach of like, what is it that we need in life? Now, of course, you want to go down the street and touch things. I really want to go outside and just fucking touch everything I see. That's going to be the first thing I do when this is fucking done. After hugging everybody, of course. You can't walk to a store and do that anymore. You got fucking gloves on. The world has changed. The world right now is where we're trying not to be irritable. The little things set us off. We're all taken up and all. But you're talking to someone, ladies and gentlemen, that's well documented in my life. That I am a man. I am a creature of habit. I am a man of structure, of routine. And if anyone could get thrown off his game and, and, and adapt to this, if I can do it, then there's a lot of other folks out there that can do it. But during this whole, let's take a step back again, a lot of people are like, you should come out of this in great phenomenal shape. That's easier said than done. There's people out there, as much as I'm putting my fitness in, like, I'm doing a lot of cables, I'm doing a lot of crunches, doing a lot of push-ups. I'm, I'm seeing gains in that area. But the first six weeks, I put on like eight pounds. I still put on a couple of pounds. I haven't taken that all off. I, mean, I think I took off like four or five. But I ain't making do with what I have. I'm, I'm working out. I'm trying to think about how do I elevate my day job? How do I elevate the podcast? Uh, I'm going back to two treatments. But that's okay if you didn't do that while you were here. Maybe you just spent time sitting on the fucking couch with your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your fiance, your kids. Maybe you reconnected. Maybe you were a type of dad that was traveling all the fucking time and now you're finally home. And you're building a relationship and a rapport with your kids that you never had before. Or maybe you're someone like me who was obsessed with going to the gym all the time. Maybe you just sat home and started watching a shit ton of reality TV with your beautiful, caring fiance. And that's what Melty and I got to talk about in the next podcast. It's okay to do something different during all this and to take a step back and be like, you know, what if this is going to be what I need going forward? I'm trying to stay calm. I'm somebody that's easily, I can snap. Um, somebody that's fucking very passionate. I took a step back. I looked at the travels. And I also took a step back. And again, I know a lot of folks out there sometimes like when I talk about my mom. Some people think that this side of tea that they don't like listening to. I'm sitting here like, what if my mother was alive during all this with her health? What if she was going through her cancer during this? Her chemo and her radiation. I don't know what that's like for people that are losing their loved ones. Not because of corona, but related to corona. Because somebody like that is not getting the treatment that they need. Or somebody is not going to the hospital and they die from a heart attack or a stroke because they're afraid to get corona. There's a lot of effects to this world. And I take a step back and I'm like thinking about my mom and she, you know, looking down on all this. And I tell Melty, maybe we were meant, not something this extreme because obviously it's like, what, 50, 52,000 United States, U.S. citizens dead right now. Nobody wanted that. I don't want that. If you look at 9-11 when 3,500 fucking people died, this is crazy that we lost this many U.S. citizens. It's fucking sad. It's bigger than any war we've ever been in that we lost this many fucking people. I know it's a global pandemic, but I'm looking at what I know. My world is my city. It's Boston. It's Massachusetts. It's the United States. It's my friends. It's it's my family. Of course, I have concerns for other people. Of course, there's something I like to do for a lot of folks. I told Melty yesterday, I go, we're online. I want to make sure as we go back and forth that we tell these Stop and Shop or these Wegmans or these Shaws or any of these target people anybody that's working these stores like thank you and you're allowing us to live you're risking your life somebody's making fucking minimum wage is coming in risking their lives just so i could go ahead and get a can of food for fucking tigger or toilet paper to wipe my fucking ass this is the world we live in now so thank those fucking people absolutely thank the first responders my niece is going to a nursing school she sends me a picture when she's in the hospital once a week every wednesday because she's not in the full-time yet because she's still a student 
Every week, she's increasingly put on more and more PPE, more and more gear that she's had on, more and more fucking gloves and masks uh, and glasses. It's There are people that we directly know and care about that we love that are going through this right now. But don't forget the little people that are allowing you to live your life, to, to get your food. Even if you don't go to the grocery store and you get it delivered. Thank that fucking person that risked their life to go into the fucking supermarket to get the food and bring it to your house. I mean, is this a reset? Yeah, this is a reset. I'm not saying this is how it's going to be. But for now, take a step back. Appreciate what you had before this life. Look, Make it something you're looking forward to. That one day I will get back to fucking Greece. I told Melty I'm going to take her to Greece. One day I will get back to Italy. And I will go to all those sites. Hopefully I take my, my, my father and my sister. And we could go to all the sites that I took my mom with that time. And these are things that you can look forward to. I can't wait to get back to traveling. I can't wait to get back to... My friends and family, there's a lot of birthdays and celebrations we've missed. I feel like, you know, my friends and family were dying to see Melty's ring. They were dying to see her. They were dying to hug and kiss us and, and, and celebrate, pop bottles together, pop champagne. I want to get to that. You know, obviously, I want to get to my wedding. There's things that we all can look forward to. But for now, appreciate the world you're living in and remember the things that you have and what it is that you actually need. To live. I'm not talking about the food and water, but the people and things and memories and feelings and, and goals that, and, that you're looking forward to. I mean, I see people all the time walking outside, walking. They're happy. They're holding hands. They're walking their dog. They're wheeling their kids. A walk around the fucking block does wonders in this day and age. Where back in the day, you're talking to somebody who, oh my gosh, you're just listening to somebody. You're listening to somebody that I said it before and I said it again. There is nothing more that I've enjoyed. You want to take everything away from me, everything that I worked for my entire life. There was nothing that I ever enjoyed more than walking through the streets of Boston. Um, I did that for years. When I moved into the city when I was a college kid, then when I moved into the city, I remember when I first moved into the city, my mother would say to me, you know, I would tell her that I was out at a bar or a club and I got drunk and I didn't want to uh, take a cab home. There was no Uber back then. Uh, and I would walk. I walked through the public garden. I would walk through the Boston Common and... My mother would say, you're going to get fucking murdered or something. I go, I go, Ma, I'm waiting for somebody to fucking try to murder me so I can leave him for fucking dead. It's silly shit like that when I was hot-headed. But I never got robbed. Nobody ever tried to jump me. Nobody ever tried to hurt me in my city. And besides those late-night drunken bar walk home, walking through the city and going to and from work, walking through with Melty, walking through with friends and family, when my nieces and nephew were real little, take them to the Comav Mall, these are places and things that I stay granted. I miss not seeing uh, all the trees and flowers bloom on Calm Ave this year. I've been here locked down with Melty. I didn't want to go out there. I didn't want to be that guy next to somebody taking a picture. And they're taking a picture. And we break that six-foot rule. And that's how I got fucking corona. From taking a stupid picture for Instagram. I, I miss Marathon Monday. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. But I miss the Red Sox. I miss hearing the roar of the crowd. I miss going to the games. Um... But I loved walking through the city, and that's something I'm looking forward to. Walking through the city again, where I don't have to worry about bumping into someone or crossing the fucking street. That's something small. And yes, getting to my wedding with Melty, getting to another country again, that's something big. But right now, this is the reset of appreciate the small little things and people that you have in your life and look forward to something when this is all over and just allow yourself to pace. Pace to where we're all going to go. Um, try to pause and this is me this is the, the pot calling the kettle fucking black try not to get fucking too upset when you hear Trump say something fucking dope, dopey like you know fucking again I know people are like well he didn't literally say this but disinfectants like he was trying to find a way to fucking put bleach and Lysol to somebody's system like I know he's gonna say stupid shit 
I know the people that you're staying with or the people calling you up on the phone, uh, people that you work with working from home are going to do stupid shit. But we're all in this as corny as it sounds together, even though we're apart. So this is the last podcast I do solo here in Melty's Place. I will be back into the Tea Palace. It'll probably be a hot-headed, wise-ass fucking tea, but I'm well-documented a couple times that I open up to this side of the audience because I promised I would do this podcast and give everybody every side of tea, and I wanted to give that angle. I've given you every lens, every perspective on this uh, quarantine, on this pandemic, on this virus, and I wanted to hit you up with a positive one. I will be back here on Thursday with Melty, and we will be doing reviews of crazy shit like Netflix is too hot to handle. Uh, We'll be talking about Families of the Mafia. We'll be talking about Below Deck. We'll be talking about Parasite. Um, We'll be back here. And Melty and I will will say goodbye to our time together at at Melty's place. And she will be recording at some point in my place as we go on to the next stage after seven fucking weeks of whatever this new normal is for now. But that was the show, everyone. That was the Tea Podcast for Tuesday, April 28th, 2020. That was another special quarantine edition podcast. Uh, That was the Tea Podcast number 157. That was the show, everyone. Until next time, always take it there. Listen to Tea in the Tea Podcast on iTunes and tblog.com. Also follow Tea Along on Twitter and Instagram on the Tea Blog account. All one word. T-B-L-A-W-G on the T-Blog Facebook page. And again on Instagram, this time on the T-Podcast account. The underscore T underscore podcast. You can send comments and questions along to T at T at T-Blog.com. That's T at T-B-L-A-W-G.com. The show has now ended. T has taken it there.